I, I, I always go to the Super Bowl every every day. Take the Browns there with me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. There you go, George. Uh, Another shit joke, dude. I, I missed out on the saying the George Bush joke back back in the day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, George oh no, the George Bush. George Bush. Gosh, uh, damn it, that one on the table. No one. Any... All right. Well, it's Aloha Sunday. Cheers. Cheers. Aloha Sunday. Cheers. Sunday. Cheers. 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 And welcome back to another episode of the Under the Mango Leaves podcast, where today we're going to be talking about this one thing and or episode 10, One Way Out. But boy, what an episode. So definitely going to be a fun time. This series is really cooking, man. We only got two episodes left. I don't know how they're going to freaking bring this all together in, in just two episodes. Um, I've never been on the edge of my seat quite like this for a a Star Wars TV show. No. Um, (laughs) Right? No. Um, But yeah, welcome back. Uh, My name is George, Clutch from Los Angeles. And as always, I'm joined by my two good friends, Keith and Keola. Keith in Idaho, Keola in Hawaii. What is going on, boys? Keith, how's the frozen potatoes going? Man, it is colder than my ex-wife's heart here in Idaho. (laughs) Oh, I mean, guys, it's um, it's November. Usually, it's about the fifties, forties here. It's been in the low thirties every day. Teens at night. Oh, teens at night. Teens, <laughs> teens. Because right I, I, now I, it is, it's eight o'clock here, and it is thirty-one degrees at eight o'clock. Yes. I don't think I've ever actually felt teens temperature-wise. <sighs> I don't think I have. Oh, in Fahrenheit. I have. I went out and smoked some meat last night about eight o'clock, and it was about now twenty five degrees. And my wife was like, "Are are you serious?" I'm like, "Yes, yes. Meat will meat will be smoked no matter what." <laughs> I thought you were gonna yeah say for the veterans. Else. You have to do it for the veterans. <laughs> oh yeah, had to, had to smoke one out for the vets. Nice man. Well, I think it's a little warmer in Hawaii, huh, Kiola? I hope. Yeah, so. it was uh, eighty all day today. It was like 80, 82, uh, no oh, showers nice. today. It's been kinda, it was kind of drizzling on and off throughout the weekend, okay. which was good mm-hmm. that it was raining. Um, but yeah, it was very calm, very nice. It was sunny enough for uh, for me to bathe the chickens. So I gave them uh, a little butcha, and uh, they were not happy about that. You, the roosters? <laughs> yeah. You washed I don't your like, uh, Yes, I washed both of my cocks, Keith. Really? <laughs> At the same time? Yes, actually, rub, rub both of them down at the same time. Wow, that's what <laughs> no, I'm talking about. It, it, I don't like that smell that, like, uh, you know, farm animals get. I, I get that it's a thing and it's part of it. Well, you know, every once in a while, just rub them down real quick, make sure they don't have like shit on their feet and like, uh, yeah. you know, keep them clean. It's more for honesty. It's right. to make sure that I do bug checks to make sure that there's no like bird mites or shit that's gonna end up in the house and stuff like that. Is so. there a there like you a go. Sponge or a washcloth, or you just take the hose, or uh, I do. I do warm water. All right, if we're gonna get into the logistics of this, I put. I have oh, a yeah. bucket, like mm-hmm. a, a bucket. I put, you know, some warm water. So I boil some water, put it in there, and then I put like the rest is hose water. Put a whole bunch of Dawn, and then just use Dawn as like just kind of blow me it in, up. massage yeah. them in. Yep, and then rinse them off after, and then I use a blow dryer to blow dry them. Oh, me and Marissa use a blow dryer to blow, blow dry them. roosters. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. And the worst what? part is that they they spend so much time, especially like silkies are not that big, 
mm-hmm. right? Comparatively, um, they're bigger than, you know, because uh, the roosters are bigger than other silkies, but they look like large pigeons, if anything, when they're like, oh, their feathers are all down that. and they don't like mm-hmm. that because they want to be poofed out and as big as possible. So they spend the rest of the day in the sun, shaking out, trying to get like dust on them and do dust yeah. bath and shit to like dry them out and poof back out. Huh. I so think we're the Sunday. only... I think we're the only podcast that just gave chicken, you know, facts. <laughs> your podcast. I think we did it. See, it's, 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 it, it's a niche, facts. a niche target demographic. Like, oh, this is the how more uh, you I take know. care of my cocks. Well, it's a, you know, you're in the Hawaii, more you know chickens all over the place. It make that surprised me when I lived there. I was like, huh, there's just chickens walking around. Here. Chickens okay. everywhere, everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. Yeah, which was was. Awesome. And those little uh Different. uh what's those little varmints called? Uh muskrat. No, what are they called? Oh the um oh Jesus. Uh mongoose. Mongoose. Yeah, yeah. they everywhere. were everywhere. You know why mongoose were introduced, right? So rats yes. were introduced yeah. by the ships, and then the mongoose were supposed to eat the rats, but they're one's nocturnal, one's a daytime animal. It's just colonizers out. doing colonizer kind things, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well shit. Uh, anyway, George, what's guys, the weather like? Yeah, we're on a podcast with uh, one and a half colonizers here. Uh, yeah, so no, it's Los Angeles is great, man. It's uh, it's in the seventies. Can't complain. Uh, it did rain last week, which is good because we could always use rain in California, you know. But, the drought, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I, it's good to see some stormy skies, you know, on occasion. Um, right. But yeah, today today was 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 a beautiful sunny Sunday. So. Hopefully we get a lot of snow, right? Isn't that kind of what we need this year? Because it's been uh, low snow levels for most of. I don't at know. At least like about the... snow. Like, I'm from LA. I don't know shit about snow, dude. I... Yeah, like your area, right, Keith? Isn't it been oh, yeah. low snow levels for the last yeah, couple but, of years? Um, I uh, where I live, the I'm Rocky surrounded mountains. by mountains, and yeah, it is. There's snow on every mountaintop around here. Ah, it's just that's absolutely awesome. gorgeous. That's good. It's beautiful. Cool. That's good, right? We're trying to prevent global global warming or. You know, I think uh, we're make sure talked, people are not so. dying from dehydration. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's man. move into happy things. Yeah. Prison. <laughs> uh, well, work on. labor. Prison. Prison break is a happy thing, I would say. So definitely I've seen prison break. The, pre- prison break. The TV show is not a happy thing. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it. It's, it's a very hold my pocket, boy. Hold oh my, my pocket. gosh! I love one of the great one of the great villains of uh, in TV history. Yes, he most certainly was. Hold my pocket, pretty. Cannot, uh, can't speak to it. Never saw it. Never, never even heard of it. But okay, it was a TV series with. A, a it was great. Oh, it was I'll, good. I'll it's take, good. I'll take your Just words for it. Put it on your list of things to watch next to Daredevil, George. Nope. Yeah. Daredevil, sure. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. But anyways, all right. So let's let's jump into it. Uh, Andor episode ten, one way out. Uh, Jesus, dude. So this is one of those like crescendo episodes, right? We had kind of some build up, and here was the payoff. Man, I, I watched. I think I've watched it like three times now. I don't know how many times you guys have seen it. Um, Twice. Yeah, Ben, who was on one of our previous podcasts, we talked about it for like over an hour, just going through everything. Like Jesus, dude, what what an episode! So I can't wait for the the two part finale coming up. You know, episodes eleven and twelve. Oh. I can't believe the season's already ending. I just feel like we're still building. That, that's the way it feels to me. I don't know, um, but but yeah, that's good, think, right? Yeah, right, no, absolutely. And and I I remember in our, in our group text, I was texting you guys like right when we got to like the peak of oh my god, they're about to you know attack the guards or whatever. 
uh you know the doorbell rang and i had to let in the the maintenance guys to like fix you know like our <laughs> our fire detection system and i was like are you serious like right fucking now i was on my lunch break so i was like oh it was whack it, it was whack but anyways uh, i'd love to hear you guys uh, initial reactions because i thought this might be maybe my favorite episode of the season so far so i know kill you took a bunch of notes man so let's jump into it dude mm-hmm. uh initial thoughts try and keep it brief uh it, it just been a look into similar to rogue one rogue one i loved how gritty it was it shows you some of the realities or and consequences of a rebellion what that looks like Mm -hmm. and you saw some of that oh yeah we're gonna break out of prison yeah we have plans oh half of us are dying right now because they have blasters and we're climbing railings and shit right so i think i loved it because of the reality of all of that and uh, you see it through kino's eyes everything kind of culminates to that final speech I love everything that happened in in terms of the growth of Andor. Mm-hmm. Less so, but Kino especially, and I'm hoping we haven't lost him, but that it's just the reality and consequences that come with a rebellion. Um, sure. And then that final speech with Luth- uh, Luthen, right? Oh, God. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm mocking after this. Like, this is it, bro. <laughs> One way out. Yeah, in the grave. That's how it's yeah. happening. Yeah, for him, right? You know, so it's just the, the reality and the consequences and the weight behind a rebellion. I think that was my initial thought. Yeah, dude. I mean, intense. Intense, definitely. Exactly. Um, and and a lot of moving parts, right? Because it wasn't just the, the jailbreak out. It was also Lonnie and, and uh, Luthen and also Mon Mothma, right? So there's... Mon Mothma. Yeah, like the consequences yeah, we, of... Oh, yeah, wait, we can talk about is, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, some, that's some Game of Thrones shit. Oh, shit, we're getting mm-hmm. House of the Dragon up in this bitch. But anyways, all right. <laughs> Keith, what was your reaction, man? Man, Kino, his speech, when Andor just got in his face and just kept telling him, is that all you got? Yeah. And yeah. I... I think I woke up my wife, my daughter. I was like, say it, say it. <laughs> it was, it was probably, I think that episode again was probably some, was better than most of the Star Wars movies that they've put out. That oh, one episode. Yeah, I agree. Come I agree. on. The, the and, writing. Oh. oh, it was so great. And then, and then at the, when they get to the top and then he looks and says, I can't swim. I was like, well, fuck. Somebody great cliffhanger it, it, for right because it was it hurt my heart like I was actually sad for that guy I was like he did he got all the way there and he can't swim yeah and and you have to but, you have to consider did he he must have known that the entire time but he still went through with I it. think he did yeah yeah and then I didn't think it could get better and then the very last part when he said stay with me Lonnie I need all the heroes I can get. Oh, I was like, this dude is the Nick Fury of the Star Wars universe. No, he said, you'll stay with me. He didn't give him a yes. choice. He's like, you'll stay with me. Like, you'll stay. Yeah. Close the door on him. Like, I got you. Fucking Nick Fury. Oh. That's great. That's that was a, that was an awesome plot <sighs> twist, though. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Seeing an ISB officer, they're a mole, right? And they said, we groomed you for too long, which I thought was fascinating. So apparently he's been part of the rebellion for a long Spy, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's for 15, it's what was it 15 years so this is like right when palpatine is taking uh taking power as the emperor mm-hmm. yeah lonnie could have been maybe what 18 20 at the time he's probably in like his mid-30s now or something but like the luthan is like seeing the writing on the wall right yeah. uh, similar to padme uh real oh and this is how democracy falls uh, to glorious applause thunderous or whatever applause, thunderous yeah. applause Luthen is seeing the same thing. The writing on the wall. He's in the capital of the galaxy and is like, yo, we got to get some fucking shit together. I'm going to do this and this and the other thing yeah. to start putting in the pieces. So he's been, this is 
And so when Mon Mothma was like, I, I didn't know you were going to do this. He's like, nah, man, like this has been in the works. Like you're just a new player in this. Like you're, you're new to this, yeah. but this is, this has been happening for 15 years. Th- this has been in the Makes works. More bro. Sense. Anyway, Love sorry, it. that was initial thoughts yeah. to yet. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree George? with all, all of her points. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's so much to say about it. And it's, it's fantastic that like the, the prison break as big of a part of the episode it was, the other two parts were like almost equally as impactful, right? Like Mon Mothma dealing with like Davo was, I thought that was so well played. And it's like, I love seeing that little bit of politics, uh, you know, on the side of all like the action that we get from like the jailbreak, uh, you know, it really, it really kind of brings things like back down to earth. And what an interesting character that Davo is and that, you know, Mon Mothma has got such a, a horrible choice ahead of her, I guess, or does she have a choice? Like, I don't really know. Like, you know, the, that dynamic, I, I think, is something that I didn't expect, but I, I can't wait to see how it plays out. How much is, you know, she's, she took a vow, right? She told, Val told her we took a vow. So, you know, does she enter some odd alliance, you know, where she has to pimp out her daughter, essentially? Like, I don't know. Like, but that, that's crazy. But yeah, anyway, so I, I love that. Game so of Thrones. The, I love, I love the end of what we were talking about, but obviously the, yeah, right. The, the meat of the story was uh, the, the jailbreak. <laughs> And I just thought, holy shit, that was so well done. It was, yeah, it was well, let's, let's, let's start with Mon Mothma. I think that since it is the smaller piece, it might be easier to start there, right? In terms of mm-hmm. uh, w- the gravity of uh, or what that means for their larger thing. I, I just don't understand why she's not talking to Luthen about her money problems. Why isn't Luthen in the loop? Because then Luthen might be able to be like, oh, well, here's some money. Or maybe Luthen will be like, well, I really can't give you the money anyway. Uh, and maybe she, that's what's going to end up being the conclusion of of this this loop, this storyline is yeah. that Luthen's like, you know what? Like, here's some fucking credits. Go and get your four hundred thousand or whatever it is, and uh, and load it back up into your accounts so that no, nobody knows. But my understanding happening. is that that Luthen is the one that she's funneling funds to, so she wouldn't. It wouldn't intuitively make sense to go to him to find out. You know, how do we get money or move it around? Because like literally, she's the one paying him, right? Well, not paying him if, if if it's a partnership, if we are working together in a rebellion and I my job is to get the money from my inheritance to you, wouldn't I go to you and be like, hey, they're coming on the back end looking for where those funds went. So to uh, me, I, I thought the opposite. Could, it's it the be. opposite. It's like, hey, you need to tell I need to tell Luthen that like somebody's coming for us potentially because people are looking at our accounts. What do mm-hmm. we do? Or here's the thing that I'm going to do. And there's no, and that's kind of the state of the rebellion right now. It's not cohesive yet. While Axis, yeah, the Luthan character, does have a lot of moving parts and everything's been moving independently. The problem with that is that everything's moving independently. And so right. while it's 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 harder for the 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 empire empire to snuff it all out at once, it doesn't make it harder because you see these individual battles like the one Mon Mothma's having where it's like, yo, I got this shit that I'm dealing with individually as opposed to the network of uh, the rebellion as a whole is working on trying to figure out kind yeah. of a thing. Oh, just Venmo me your shit and then I'll just put it back in my account. Venmo. Then <laughs> the whole space, rebellion. Space, yeah. Venmo. <laughs> space Venmo. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting though because like Luthen, money is kind of like in the back burner, right? Like he's the operations, he's the logistics guy. Like he's the one trying to string everything together, but he's not the finance expert. That seems to be 
what Mon Mothma's role is, is in helping, you know, quote unquote, like raise money for their charitable, you know, um, <laughs> I can't remember what, what the, the term was. Her charitable um, causes that she has. Yeah, exactly. Her yeah, philanthropic being, uh, causes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, too, because Davos, right? The what was his name? Davos. Davos called him Davo, not Davos. I'm Davos, yeah, 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 yeah. Davos, Sir Davos. 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 <laughs> he, he did, he did seem that like kind the of stuff. And uh, you know, he didn't say a betrothal, right? He just said an introduction. And so I think maybe is that. So does my mother say, okay, an introduction, right? We can just we can do that. Or do you think she finds another avenue because she's obviously between a rock and a hard place. Like once they you know scan like her books, like she's she's cooked. Right. That's that seems to be what's going to happen. So do you think she actually introduces her, her daughter to uh, to his son? Uh, what, what do you guys let's take dinners on this? What do you guys think? Let, let's go. I think she does. I 100 percent think she does. He's 100 percent. All right. All right. I mean, the, uh, it's the Chandrillan family's meeting. Yeah, she she kind of has to. It, it, this is for the rebellion. Yeah, what is she going to do? What, what, what's her option? Right. Yeah. You're shit out of luck. Right. There you go. I think that she is going to introduce as a stalling tactic to finding a better solution. Um, but I, he, I don't think I, I think that Davo is absolutely saying, nah, this is happening. Yeah. He's not saying, yeah, an introduction is just kind of a way for her to just palate it, like it, make it more palatable for her. But what he's yeah. saying is, nah, this is happening. We're doing an arranged marriage between my son and your daughter to legitimize my family. Yeah. Strengthen it. Yep. Yep. Dude, can you can you believe this is in fucking Star Wars? Like this kind of like like marriage, you know, proposals kind of. They took like, a piece of Game of Thrones and just they, they placed did. it into Star Wars. And and they did it for Mon Mothma, who's like fucking pissed, dude. Like her expression, she was like she could not stomach that shit. Oh, dude, I love that actor. Do you see oh, what God. her reaction? So Mon Mothma's reaction when Davo talks about how she hangs out with her husband all the time. Mm-hmm. She, oh, yeah. She just looks like she wanted to, like, she threw up a little bit in her mouth. Like, yeah, I bet you fucking do. Cause, she, and I want, it made me wonder, like, if she just hates her husband now at this point, she just gets that he's just a piece of shit that's oh, fat boy. off the teat of the empire. And he's a what? He's a fuck shit. boy. He's a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If he's hanging around with these kinds of he likes types, to throw right? parties and drink, wear robes warm. and eat. Eat space eggs. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. And so in those kinds of circles, I know you guys are, well, me and uh, and Keith don't know about that such things, but George is probably sure, you know, surefire knows about the underbelly of the hangout life. And I'm sure oh, when you boy. hang out. I think George has a fuckboy yeah, card too. You fuck boy. If you're oh, a fuckboy, yeah, yeah. then you hang out with shady uh, criminal guys. So I, I think do that's have what eggs it is. for breakfast. So we have that. <laughs> Oh, but I, I thought that was pretty cool. That was a cool story. And then, uh, and like you said, the main story was the breakout. But you had these two other yes. storylines kind of getting woven through. I, I think that's my take on it. But with the with the breakout, I watched, I did the thing that I usually do I, where I watched the previous episode and then I watched this episode. And Kino, to me, his growth in those two episodes, yeah, you also realize more and more that he had it in the back of his mind. So he has the potential. And I think that's what Andor knows, right? That mm-hmm. you have the potential. I'm going to defer to you. Not like maybe mostly because you already have a foothold in this, but he sees them as like seeing eye to eye. He's kind of co- coaxing him into it. He's the guy behind the guy. We just had an election. He's the guy behind the guy, not mm-hmm. the guy. 
and seeing Kino's change it, it to me that was the the funnest part the most fun part about these two episodes so I don't know what you guys thought of like your favorite part of the breakout what was it my favorite part was like the preciseness of the plan I mean from A to Z it was perfect and how they how they just wrote it and just executed it it was amazing and I was wrong it wasn't a power it was a water to show it was literally down. toilet water <laughs> it was toilet water I thought it was a power supply. George, George kept saying he's like no no that'd be that wouldn't be that, it and I was doesn't like oh make it's sense. water yeah you can't put it in that water literally doo-doo water yeah. yeah and then it was like dude uh then it just I was well, not I literally like, doo-doo water literally toilet but water it's toilet water and it was great it shorted ah uh, yeah, how short of the electrical system, right? You know, which was very surprising. Yeah, I. So I, the the thing that I, I take away from that the breakout scene was just how many people died. Like Jesus, no. dude. Like I mean, they they had a plan. The plan plan worked. Like Kino was according not to plan. Okay with the plan yes. at first, and Cassian had to convince him. No, this is it has this, to be today. This it has to be tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, it has to be tomorrow. But it had like it had to be this episode. It has to be this episode. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I was actually quite perplexed by what uh, Cassian was doing in like the restroom, you know, trying to like saw that thing to, but I guess he understood it was a water line and, and to get the water out to short the floor made, made sense. Like when Kino tell everyone to get on the tables. Right. So, but I just, I loved, you know, we are talking about Kino's progression, how he went from a, a leader of the floor to a leader of like the people right now. He's like, yes. I don't know, I've, I'm, I'm going to be that guy to help us get the fuck out of here. Like when he stepped the fuck up it was fantastic. Um, yeah, so I, I I kind of was uh was sad that the um the guy that was replacing um Uli, uh you know he just gets fucking killed like fucking right <laughs> off the he's like terrified. He's like, wait, what's going on? What's he's going terrified, on? And then all of a sudden the 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 elevator gets jammed and then he gets the fucking torture device and he's like, well, fuck you, and he starts torturing the other guy and gets just shot like instantly. You're like, god damn, well okay. Um, and the the one guy who said. You know, like the redhead guy who just like died straight out. You know, like my God, like it was just there's death everywhere, man. Like we knew we knew Melshi was gonna make it because Melshi's in the movie, but everyone else was like, you know, you you never knew like what was going to happen. But it had to happen like that. Yeah, it had to happen. And it was only it was only two fucking troopers with guns, right? It's just it's crazy. I I I did not expect you know to it to be so visceral. I guess is maybe the the word I'm looking for. But also, what I didn't expect was, uh, do you think um. Do you think the whole the sewing the the rubber shoes thing was like just some ploy? Like, do you think it was a red herring? Because like I was surprised that the first thing they did was you know get the guns and then they went upstairs and I was like, why wouldn't you put on the shoes like immediately? Like, well, exactly. it shorted the system. Well, right, but only on that floor. And then they went up and then they're like, okay, now shut it off for all floors. But Before the they secured the main thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was really surprised that like they showed the shoes so much and they became like a non a non factor. When like you would think at least at least Cassian and Kino would have put the shoes on. They have the blasters already. Put the shoes on, have the blasters go up a couple floors, and if even if they fry the whole fucking system, we at least got those two guys that are good, right? So I, I was surprised we focused so much on it because I really did think that like whenever like Cassian was looking, like how many shoes there were, like in what order, like I thought that would come into play, but they totally ignored it. Totally ignored it. I, it was the adrenaline been, rush. Maybe that was one. Maybe mm-hmm. that was one iteration of the escape plan. Is that he was gonna steal shoes and then infiltrate, or you know, give give a pair to someone else that he was gonna bring along with him? Uh, and when he said there is a plan in the beginning of the episode to mm-hmm. uh, the Andy Circus character Kino, Kino, when he tells yeah. him there is a plan. We have a plan. 
Yeah. It just you saw when it, like the certain people moved it, sprung into action that they've been having these conversations. It was yeah. just Kino wasn't fully aware of like the entire plan. Right. So. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So yeah. I, I, maybe the shoes. Yeah. Maybe it was a red herring. I think it was a, a, a potential way they could have went. Maybe it's still gonna come into play with Kino trying to get out. I don't know. It, it's still there's still he yeah yeah Kino's still Kino's still, up, he's the still there. He's, he's still, unfortunately, you know, I, I don't think he's going I, to transport anytime soon, but I know there are a lot of people who cannot swim as someone who grew up on an island. I, I don't understand it. That's something that I'd never understood. Yep, oh, there's a lot, a lot of, of people who can't swim. Dude, yeah, especially I, a lot of Americans are not near a body of water, man. A it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, it, it, it's just as someone who I learned how to swim because my parents just threw me in the ocean. It's like, oh, well, yeah. And here's yep, the thing, too. Pool, actually, did you take lessons? Kill? no of never. course you didn't no yeah no. like my parents like specifically when i was younger like had me go to do swimming lessons like, yes no. i went to the ymca learn how to swim so did i ymca like that's how you learn how to swim they throw they they put you in the pool you have like a teacher <laughs> they they show you how to yep. do all the different types of swimming like or also just to float on your back you know right like, and just like i guess for survival when clenny hole was two i did put him in one of those ymca ones and then there was a huge mm-hmm. gap where i was just uh just whatever and then in summer school or Kamehameha that's where mm-hmm. he learned how to do a lot of the swim swim stuff he was mm-hmm. like five or six so he could already swim but after that summer I felt a lot mm-hmm. more comfortable with him not like me not sure, paying sure, sure. 100% attention to him every time he's in the water which to me that's a signal of oh well I trust you at least enough to not die in 30 seconds yeah Either, right but, You're, like that's also- kind of how it was if, if we bring it, I'd like to bring it back to the context of Star Wars. And I mean, how many worlds are there out right. there that don't <laughs> have an ocean? All, I don't know. Do they all look like Tatooine? Because it's all yeah, it exactly. is Or Jakku, you know? <laughs> or, like, yeah. How or many even the capital of the galaxy. Planets? Where's the water in that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense in the Star Wars guys that most people wouldn't be able to swim rather than could yeah. be able to swim. I mean, that half those sense. people are probably just jumping up, being like, "I don't give a fuck. I'll figure it out." You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, like, and that's. I, I wonder if now I would have figured shit out. <laughs> right. That that would have been me. It, it's unless they have uh, TikTok or something where you see all these terrifying videos of what's in the depths of something. Space TikTok. Or, yeah. or space TikTok. Uh, I'm jumping in and then trying to figure it out. And then if you drown, well, I didn't die in prison. He didn't jump on camera. I wonder if they're going to use that as a, all right, well, we're going to make this now a stronghold where Kino well, is holding onto it. Or if he did jump and we'll see another episode or it could be just, and you know, a, a logistics thing where Andy Circus needs, all right, I did my bit. Uh, bring me back next season at some point and we'll see what happens next season. It's not going to be something that we see linearly right now. But there was at the end of the episode when you saw Cassian and Melshi got away, like they, they got to land and were running through like the sand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the background, there definitely were like search like vehicles, you know, with like lights out there. So I don't think that they're able to turn that prison into some kind of True. like we own this now. Like I'm pretty sure that because the Empire perimeter beach, down. yeah, yeah, and all those other prisons that were around them were probably cracked down on that one specifically. Like just sent a bunch of shit over to make sure you know that they got that one back under control. But yeah, so I, I I don't know if I'd if I'd go that far necessarily. Um, I hope he made but it. But I, I do I do know that um in the I think it was a variety article that I read uh the writer said you know we haven't we haven't seen the last well he didn't say we haven't seen the last of Kino but he did say that like as as far as we know he's not dead yet right he's Schrodinger's Kino right now <laughs> Schrodinger's prisoner <laughs> now 
Neither alive nor dead. We don't know. I think we there's gonna know. be a torture scene with him later on. Good, That's why I be. think. I, I mean, it would be it would be a waste, you know, not to not to bring him back. It would be same, so good. At the same time, his his ending was perfect because he he said what he needed to say, and it was and it was tragic because he knew like he could spur others to to freedom, but he couldn't do it for himself. What did you guys think about his final speech and how he applied oh. some of the uh, like some of the well directly quoted Cassian in some of that? I shit. love that. I love that he he looked at Cassian and gave him credit for it. Because he was like, dude, like you're, you know this better than I do. Like, you. But yeah, he needed to be the guy. It needed to be you. I love that. Yeah. Like er, that recognition Respect. between each other. Yeah. And and it, Kino knew. No, no, no. He couldn't. He couldn't skirt this responsibility because he knew. Yeah, you're right. If you get on this big mic, nobody's gonna give a shit. You got thousands of, you know, two thousand whatever. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, shifts left. Oh, I've been right. here long prisoners. enough. Yeah. Or, well, no, yeah, I just meant. You have the 2,000-something shifts left. You just got here 60, not even 60 days ago. It has to be me. You're right. No, I'm no, gonna... no. Well, that was because of his ability to speak on the floor. Like, he he knows how to take command, right? There's a reason he was a shift manager. And and Cassian recognized that in him and saw that, like, dude, I can't ah, get So it's not that people know him. Because no, actually, no, no. you're right. Only the, only four, only the fifth, right, the other, the day shift and the night shift would have known. Yeah, you're well, right. Yeah, so it's absolutely. just because he's been barking orders and telling them like a guard what yeah. to do so he yeah. can give the order. Ah, I like that even and, better. And then and then like literally before any of this even happened, when Cassian was telling everybody like, dude, the doctor told us, man, no one's fucking getting out. They put someone from the second floor onto the fourth floor. Tell whatever him Kino. The fuck it was. Yeah. And then Kino, Kino just that's it. He goes, no one's getting out. And then everyone figured that shit out. And that's when, you know, like his heart has turned. But when he really had to fucking you know pick it up like he, he was able to like man he he talked the talk and then he fucking walked the walk i it's funny that so like good. this is called andor but we're all we're fucking talking about is kino <laughs> well it was his th- i think these two episodes were his yeah, i think were his. last episode yeah. and this episode were absolutely Still kinos and, and i that's why i don't think he's gonna go away i think it'll it, it'll kino be Loy. one more time where he is going to be a huge plot piece I hope. I hope. Whatever that's the it thing. is, well, there's at least one more before time before he turns be a huge into Supreme Leader Snow. He's gonna I, die. I absolutely. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or the clone. Yeah, he's he's the oh, the patient zero that becomes. Uh, <laughs> oh, could you Snow. could you imagine? That's like some no. Deadpool shit. That's like some Deadpool. Oh, let me grab you and throw you over here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, I know I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I had to because. Well, see, we keep talking about. Fantastic. See, we keep talking about Kino, but Andy Circus. Just think of every movie that guy has done. That has been so perfection. Good. It's it's a shame that like we haven't really seen his face because the way he emotes is just like fucking top notch, man. Like he tells have you guys seen Planet of the Apes? Face. Do you guys know I he's uh, he's, no, he's Kabu? He's... Yeah, yeah. He's the, and, the Mark and, and there's another one. Talking about yeah. Yes. Yep. No. 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 It's the new ones. Uh, not with Mark Wahlberg, but it's the new ones. War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. And then there's yeah. a new one coming out called Kingdom, and he is amazing in it. You guys need to you guys need to catch up on those. Those no, are great I, movies. I do. I, I haven't right. seen a, a Planet of the Apes movie since the um, the Tim Burton one. That was awful. That oh no, that was awful. No, um, yeah. they made new ones and yeah, the new ones have been a, good. They all have good reviews. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and there's another one. Uh, next one comes out in two years. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, the franchise is still moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm he's, a he's the, the main Batman. character. He's the yes. main character in yeah. He's the, he's the main. The main ape. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. He's like the leader and shit. But chimpanzee. Um, but sure. But anyways, so <laughs> I'm glad. It's I'm glad Caesar, all... guys. Caesar. 
Caesar. Caesar. There Caesar, we go. Caesar, Caesar. But we're we're eating we're eating good on on Andor so far. The um the wow. yeah, the breakout session was awesome. But I I do want to talk about but you know before we finish up here um the whole the whole ending with Lonnie how Lonnie is an actual like plant right how he's uh you know an ISB mole uh I didn't I didn't think Luthen had any men in there and I was actually surprised when Luthen said oh he wants to meet you know and it's like oh who's he who's he and then it's fucking Lonnie that's crazy um because he seems to be quite uh somebody who uh party guys like listens to right party guys being the um kind of the boss over there at the ISB mm-hmm. uh, because uh Dedra offered her plan and then um Lonnie was the one who said, "Oh no, let's do this." And then Party Guys is like, "Yep, no, let's do that." So obviously, what we, like, what we would do favor. under normal circumstances is this: right. we should stick to protocol, and right. that's right. Knowing that was, knowing that, was that he's gonna episode, fucking kill yeah. all of Krieger's men, they're all dead, you know. Exactly. So yeah, so yeah, it, you know, kind of a fascinating like development there, um, and also interesting for Luthen's calculus to say, "Hey, you're worth more than you know all of Krieger and his men, right? You know, having you inside the ISB." So, I mean, what, what did you got? Obviously, the speech by Luthen was like fantastic, but just the idea oh, of, of the quote unquote kind of nascent rebellion already having like a mole in, in the empire. I think that's that's crazy. Like it started all the way back then. Like, you know, like it literally started like the day that the empire said, oh, you know, I'm the emperor, no more, the first collective right. empire. And then all, already people like Luthen were like, fuck this. Let's get people in the system. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about like the second he started that shit, like he's going. I, I wish I had more of Luthen's backstory. I would love to know how. But anyways, what do you guys take on that that whole scene, that whole thing? I, I was I, totally taken by surprise. Couldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, for, from the start of time, it's been like that. From like when uh, in World War II, when, when that whole regime took over, there was rebellion from day one. It's just yeah, a constant history. Just like all the history, I mean, of of mankind. There's always been a rebellion. And Star Wars just followed in that path, and I love I love how they they said that it was the groundwork from day one. They're just building up to it. It's just history so books just... only remember the victors, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. They don't remember the rebels. A good there point. was a lot of rebels, unless the rebels become the victors. There we go. And then yeah, yeah. right. No. It's <laughs> really then, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool because what would happen? How would that calculus have changed if Saul Guerrera was a part of the attack. If Saul had listened to Luthen when they had their meeting, oh, interesting. then he would yeah, no, also he have been there. Then maybe the calculus changes. Then it's like, hey, uh, Lonnie, you need to, to do some shit that's going to sway this a little bit. But he's he says, no, yeah, it's fine. You're worth more internally planted. I yeah. like the, the internal uh, dialogue and turmoil that's going on within the Lonnie character because he probably for the most part signed up for this kind of having an idea that yeah this i'm going to be a, a secret double agent and this is going to be tough but i don't agree with the rebellion with the empire and this is a way for me to to do some good and then now i have a family and it's like fuck i gotta put food on the table bro yeah i can't yeah. be doing this shit and getting caught like i need to make sure that my family's safe Maybe good is not that good if it's going to get me killed and my family tortured and all that shit, which sure. is real. Again, the consequences, the reality, the gravity of a rebellion to me was the theme of this entire thing. There's only one way out. No, <laughs> it's not. You're, right? you're it's, in, it, bro. Yeah. You're it, in it, until it, you're dead. Yes. So 
Luthen obviously so to be his dialogue kind of makes him and I wonder if he'll be referenced right at the end um as like as the father of the rebellion because mm. obviously he's not in Rogue One he's not mentioned in any part this is a character that was r- written in to the lore right, or at least on yeah. camera for this show and yeah. maybe it was you know some some writer somewhere had an idea of this is how the backstory went where Mon Mothma gets her 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 shit together and starts being one of the big leaders in this right so he's got to die and he his speech again I'll go back to that his acknowledgement of I'm not fucking seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel I'm in the dark yeah, we're staying in the I'm dark fucked. and yeah. we're we're gonna grind through this and he's okay with it. It's not that he's willing to sacrifice other people and not sacrifice himself. He's like, we got to sacrifice some people's, myself included. I'm a big piece on the chessboard that eventually is going to have to go down in order for this to all work out, which makes it more admirable. It makes him still the good-ish guy, right? Because he's willing to die. It's not just, oh, let me move all these pieces and let them die, which is the difference between him and the emperor. I, and so I I totally agree with that. But what I found fascinating was that even though he knows, like this is the end game. There, there's no way out of this. Like Lonnie, you can't just fucking retire. Like that's not how this is gonna work. Your wife's got an import company. Get the fuck out of here. But what I was fascinated by was that Luthen is like it, the ends justify the means kind of guy, right? Yep. Like, because he doesn't have a choice. He has to use that's the tool of his enemy. The ends justify the means. He doesn't have a choice but to use that. But the way he brought up Lonnie's daughter, like oh. Oh, you have a daughter. She's beautiful. You must be a proud father. Like that shit. I was like, bro, you're threatening his fucking it's some family. Some dark shit. Yeah. Like, I thought. Like, so. I mean, is he the good guy? Sure. Is he fucking morally gray as shit? Absolutely. Right. Which makes him a more compelling character. But I couldn't believe that. Like, he was literally like that was his game plan from the start. Let's 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 bring up like what this guy has to lose and why you can't fucking go against me. So like Luthen, as much as like he is a quote unquote good guy, I don't really know if he's no, he's not. I think he's a good guy, but it's kind of a 51 to 49 percent kind of deal. Like, all right, you like teeter over here, but like, goddamn, bro, like, you know, he, well, he understands Cassian, what you need though. to sacrifice. Well, neither is absolutely. Cassian. Cassian absolutely. kills those two guards because, you know, fuck this. Our introduction to him in rogue one again i'll say it because i think i i forgot until i rewatched it recently is he mercs brother he's like oh 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 my ankle i can't this and that oh the guard the the, the, the yeah. i can't climb and then he just mercs him right there it's okay it's okay well, it's okay, it's okay. fuck you yeah it, same side right same yeah you know yeah. whatever the coin there's a coin involved and the same face of the coin that's that's him and luthan they get it and that's why he likes Andor Cassian as a character because he gets that he gets it. He just needs to coax him over to the extremist that he is. And it's yeah. funny that he calls Saul Guerrero an extremist because that's how we're introduced to him in Rogue One is that he's the extremist. Yeah, Luthen's also an extremist. He's just using a different kind of play. He's not brazen. He's hiding in the shadows as uh, mm-hmm. as, as as Saul accuses him of. When yeah. they meet up last episode, yeah. he's like, oh, don't you tired of hiding in the shadow? Because he sees that we're the same, bro. Sure. <laughs> You're just playing the antique character like the Joker when he does the smile and turn. That smile and turn. So good. Oh, he just. Oh, yeah. Hi, well, look at this piece. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. It's going to look good on your mantelpiece. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, dude. He's so he's so intense. He's so good. Like. 
you know, just completely commands your attention every time so it's good. on the screen. Yeah. Yep. Man. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you boys want to touch on before we finish up here? I think we've had a good, uh, good little chat. You know, there's basically three big pieces. And I think we covered them, right? The jailbreak, the Amon Mothma section, and then, of course, Luthen and Lonnie at the end. Um, I, I can't, I cannot wait to see where this is fucking going because I honestly, I have, I have no idea what episodes 11 and 12 are going to be like. We're getting the finale. There is one piece of trailer footage uh, with Luthen in his ship, kind of destroying some TIE fighters, Ooh. you know, with a uh, with a Star Destroyer in the background, although it was a, uh, we're not sure what kind of Star Destroyer it was, but actually that Star Destroyer is a callback to some old concept artwork by, um, uh, I forget his name, not what I'm thinking about, it. but anyways, um, so yeah, we haven't seen, there's got to be some space stuff, I guess, but uh, yeah, the end, the end of the series, man, it's coming up, we got, uh, what is it? It's- so we're going to have Star Wars with actual space stuff? I know, right? It's it's been so grounded. It's been so grounded. Let's wow! Get into, let's get into the stars and do some, some wars. Speeds and yeah. Hey, there's no blasters. There's no pew, space pew, battles. Pew, pew. But this is the best Star Wars. This is space by far scale breakout. Well, yeah, no. I mean, the, the story has just been phenomenally written. You know, we can't uh. recommend it enough. Um, but yeah, I think I think that would about do it. Unless you guys have any uh, last comments here. No, before no, but George, I um, um, I think you need to use that that voice that you were just doing. I think you need to use that in the bars. <laughs> Hello, little oh, girl. How are you doing? Yes. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sit here. That's, Look at my George you, Bush. Is, is this like a Yoda impersonation or something? No, you got to lay out the know. fortified wine, my friend. Got to lay out the fortified wine. Uh, I know it's getting cold over there, but there are other means of keeping yourself warm. All right. Yeah, there is. Gross. Okay, no. I'm glad. I'm glad people don't have visuals and not see you do weird shit like that. But okay. Anyways, uh, as always, uh, you can catch us at uh, Under Mangoes, right? Uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, and uh, at Under the Mango Leaves at gmail.com Or not is there not, still Twitter? Is Twitter still a thing? Oh God, I, I don't know. I, let's not start that. We're getting the end of the podcast, Keith. I don't I want to fucking start this conversation. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. End of the fucking okay. podcast. Okay. And as always, Kayla, sing us off, my man. Some life advice. Doesn't matter how good the hand sm- uh, the hand soap smells, you should never be sniffing your fingers after you leave the restroom. And with that, thanks for watching. <laughs> that was the best life advice I ever heard. That's so Cut the funny. check. Cut oh, the nice. check. That was beautiful. Doesn't matter well how done. good the hand soap smells, George. Never leave the restroom smelling <sighs> your fingers. And let me, oh my God, that is some good life advice.